When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For a really great future, we're talking real money. Oh, hi, I'm Don. Welcome to Talking Real Money. It's the show where we try to make the most of your uh, financial situation and try to improve it and try to help you enjoy a better future by doing a lot of this stuff right, by getting money right, by not making the mistakes that end up costing so many people so much. We want to help you avoid problems. We want to help you do it better. And doing it better is not hard. That's one of the things I think most people are amazed at about this show is that investing is a lot easier than you think. Avoiding getting taken advantage of is a lot easier than you think. Controlling your investing emotions, eh, a little harder than you think. But you, if you do so, if you, if you avoid the emotional responses to money, if you develop some discipline, if you get a plan, if you follow it religiously, well, you can do all right. Give me a call. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. I may sound like a robot once in a while. I apologize for that. We're working on some things at both ends to see what's going on. It is the internet. And often it doesn't do what we want it to do. And it can be really hard to diagnose if you've ever been on with tech support about an Internet problem. And I'm sure you have. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. I'm Don McDonald. Tom is away for the weekend. Hanging out with some uh, old fraternity buds. And as I promised before the break, I'm not going to wait around. I'm going to get right to the phones because Al has been waiting a while. Hey, Al, welcome to Talking Real Money. Yeah, good morning. Hello, sir. Yes. Uh, what can I do for you? I'm retired. Mm-hmm. I'm about 75. I'm concerned about how to deal with inflation. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's I've got a modest amount invested. With mm-hmm. a company that has 10 categories, and I'm in the safest category, according to them. And uh, I was just wondering what your advice is. Well, okay, let's go back to, you, you say you're in the safest category. I'm not really sure I know what that means. So you're working with some sort of a financial advisor, I gather. Is that right? I'm working with a company, Milliman. With who? Milliman. Millman or Millman? Huh, I don't know them. Okay. Millman. Tell me what it is they... Can you spell that for me? Uh, M-E-L-L-I-M-A-N. Okay. 
Melaman. I don't know them. Uh, tell me about the name of the, or the, can you tell me the name of the product you're in? Is there a name for it? Uh, they just have 10 categories. And mm-hmm. uh, I haven't gone into what the categories are, per se, in each category. Mm-hmm. I'm Milliman, not investment-wise. Milliman, Milliman, Milliman. Let's see. The, oh, Milliman, they're a, a discretionary investing consultant. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, is this, a, is this a plan from work? Is it a plan from work? Yeah. Is this a work plan? Like a four hundred one k or it was converted. I, okay. I belonged to a union, and that union uh-huh. had a board of trustees that did the investments, and they did really good. Got it. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. And then they decided they didn't want the responsibility, so mm-hmm. uh, they turned it over to this company. Now, how much money? You said a little bit of money. How much money is a little bit of money? Uh, in the investment, about yes, 150000 150000 Are you drawing an income from that? Uh, it's mandatory. The IRS says I have to take out so Okay, much. so it is in an IRA, it's in an IRA, and you're taking your, your RMDs, your required minimum distributions. Right. And from those, what are you doing when you draw that money out of those required minimum distributions? Uh, primarily putting it into uh, money market. Are you using that to live on? No, not right now. Okay. Um, what I would probably because the you've you've got a managed portfolio of some sort. It's a conservatively managed portfolio, which is probably right for you. In terms of inflation, there's not much you can do to fight inflation with a fixed income portfolio that's safe. I just leave it alone. Real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guide to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello again. Welcome to our little get together that we call a radio show on the weekends and then and then magically convert to a podcast on Monday and Tuesday. I'm Don McDonald here to help you in any way I possibly can with those nagging money matters that make you crazy. Give me a call 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 and Andrew it's your turn. Welcome to the show. Hey Don how are you? I'm great Andrew thanks for calling. Thanks. What can I do for you? Thanks for having me and answering questions. Um, question I got going on right now is I, um, am helping out my uncle with my grandmother's, um, I guess funds that she has, um, I, mm-hmm. I'm not super great at all the, the finances. So I've been listening to you guys. Um, but what I got going on right now or what I've seen is that she's got, I'd say about 60, 40 in most of her funds, um, 60 stocks, 40% bonds. And then she's got probably about half of her assets in one, um, it's a TRCBX, T. Rowe Price blue chip fund. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, all stocks and no bonds to um, 
I guess, kind of kind of even that out. So my uncle was talking to me about that today and says, hey, should we just take it all and put it all in bonds or should we have it and wait? Um, and I figured you guys would probably have a better answer than, than I do at this point, um, just to be good stewards of her, her money and not have it. Um, sure. How, how old is she? Over time. She's 90, how old is she? almost 94. Okay. And what is be, what is she, is she taking income from this money? Um, she is not, it's just kind of, um, having her money, money sit there. If she, she's pretty, pretty much set her retirement home and, um, and funds there to pay for it. So this is just, I guess it would be more of an inheritance. Um, okay. Can you give me the symbol on yeah. that T row price fund again? Cause I'm not finding it. Um, T yeah, let me pull them on. Yeah. Oh, T R B. Yeah. Isn't boy. BCX. All right. That's because I. That's why I mistyped it or misheard it, or something. I think TRB blue chip growth. Blue chip growth. Got it. Okay. Which is basically a a, a proxy for an S and P five hundred fund. Uh, problem with the T row price fund. Couple of things. One, it's actively managed. And boy, is that showing up this year. The S and P five hundred is down about thirteen percent for the year. Her fund is down almost 26% for the year. That tells you just how risky active management can be. It should relatively closely track the S&P 500, but because they've so overweighted technology, I mean, the the portfolio, uh, most of the top 10 holdings are, are technologies. They've been hit really, really hard. I don't think this fund should be in her portfolio. Now, I don't think having equities in her portfolio is necessarily a bad idea. I just think this portfolio needs a better balance. And that might mm-hmm. maybe – how much money are we talking about in total, roughly? Uh, about four seventy-five k. So it's a, it's a decent-sized chunk of change. Yeah. Um, there's, no, there's no reason to be ultra-conservative with this for her because she could spend – this portfolio, the, the, the income, since she doesn't spend any of it, if she went on a wild spending craze for the past next few years of her life, it would be impossible for her to spend this down, even if the market declined 50%, which it won't in a 60-40 mix. What I would really be tempted to do, though, is get her into something that is way more diversified, like use just use the Vanguard Total World Stock Index. Get her into a VT combined with a BND, maybe just 50-50. Okay. Then she'll own several thousand stocks and many thousands of bonds. Her okay. volatility, Perfect. her volatility today would be more in the and she she would have lost maybe ten or twelve percent, as opposed to twenty five. Well, a little less with the bonds, but she would have lost a lot less money, and it's a portfolio that. It's not going to have the wide swings. It's not going to concern the family, the estate, and it and it would be really relatively easy to to hand out to heirs later on. Gotcha. Okay, makes sense. Awesome. Thank you very okay. much. I appreciate your time. You're very welcome. I'm glad you called and take good care of her. Thanks for being there. Eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five. Lots of lines. We do have all, we have a bunch of lines open right now. So this is a very good time to call if you don't like waiting or not making it into the hour, which will happen in about 30 minutes. 
Ron, it's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello. Thank you, sir. Uh, hey, Ron. I, have a, I usually don't hear uh, anybody talk about this, but I'm, uh, I'm 60 years old. My wife is 75. So, mm-hmm. And our monthly expenses are, are covered uh, by my wife is collecting Social Security right now. And she has a couple, couple of small pensions. And with her RMDs that she has to take, it covers our, our monthly expenses of uh, $3,000 a month. And uh, then between us, I have a Roth, she has a Roth, I had a rollover IRA, she has a rollover IRA, and then we have a brokerage account in both of our names. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, uh, over the years, I've been in index funds and pretty much, and then I started uh, last year, I kind of got out of the index funds, and because of the history of uh, Vanguard, Wellington, and Wellesley, I actually uh, took my our brokerage account, which is uh, a larger chunk of money, approximately about three hundred forty thousand. Put that into like a fifty-fifty mix of Wellesley and Wellington, and then on my my IRA, which is another kind of a chunk of money, approximately three hundred twenty thousand. I put in fifty-fifty mix of Wellington Wellesley. And then the, my, my Roth is just straight Wellington, and that's approximately 130. And her Roth is about 42,000, which is just straight Wellington. I think all those numbers up, up. I don't <laughs> so, know so ba- basically up you're, you're, you're a hundred percent in Wellington and Wellesley. Uh, ba- basically, uh, uh in, in, in three funds, I'm 50, 50. And two funds, I'm 100% Wellington, you know, but my bigger pots of money, I'm 50-50. And I, I just kind of got out of that because I guess it's a little bit of a managed fund, but I'm only paying 0.16. So I thought, well, that was, you know, acceptable. And in, in, in this uh, time frame or this what's going on with so much uncertainty, I just thought, you know, maybe it was a good time to do it. And, um, okay. and like I said, we have no... I, I, all right, I need you to hang on with me for just a minute. We're gonna we're gonna take care of just a minute's worth of business. Do the traffic and the weather stuff for for those trying to drive around, and then we'll con- we'll continue this. Hang on. Talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at vestory.com. V e s t o r y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. We're talking to Ron, who used to have a bunch of index funds and then kind of went into simplified a little bit, but went into two actively managed funds at Vanguard. Now, they're two of the oldest actively managed funds at Vanguard. In fact, they're some of the most, some of the oldest funds in the world. Uh, Wellington, which is an actively managed balanced fund. It's about 60% stocks, about 40% bonds. And then Wellesley Income, which is sort of a strange fund. Uh, it's a little bit of everything. And as you said, you're only paying 0.16 on the Wellington fund, Ron, but you're paying 0.23 yeah. on the Wellesley. Uh, Wellesley's I'm a little more expensive. Both of them, man. Oh, 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 I didn't, I'm, I'm sorry, you're right, it's point one. I was, I, no, Van, Van, oh, I was looking at Global Wellesley, I'm looking at the wrong Wellesley, that's my fault. 
I don't know how yeah. I got the global yeah. Wellesley up. Vanguard Wellesley income. Vanguard Wellesley yeah, income. Much, Admiral, it, yeah, it is point one. Yeah, point one six. And and here, here's the interesting yep. thing. <laughs> We're really just quibbling. This is literally quibbling over pennies. Uh, the funny thing, okay. though, is the, the Wellesley Fund and the Vanguard Balanced Index Fund. I'm not well, uh, Wellington Fund and the Vanguard Balanced Index Fund, which is its index equivalent, have performed almost mm-hmm. identically. Almost identically. Mm-hmm. When the, in, the balanced index is a fraction of a percent less money. But, but that's quibbling. Are Wellesley and Wellington fine? Yeah. Do I prefer active over passive? No. But do I think these are bad funds? Absolutely not. There was a time when I owned these funds uh, until I went all index or until I went all similar to index or rules-based investing, not actively managed like Mm -hmm. Wellesley. Wellesley and Wellington, they're, they're doing a little picking. But they're good, well-diversified portfolios. In Wellesley, you own, oh, just, you know, like 1,300 bonds. You've got a few dividend-paying stocks. And that's what makes it different than a lot of bond funds. And in Wellington, you have, well, you know, I haven't looked at it in a while. Let me see how many stocks are in Wellington. I'm going to look at Vanguard. Wellington. I know it's a lot. It's not as many as in the index, though. Uh, Admiral shares mm-hmm. which I'm on the right thing and not global, and the portfolio has within it. Um, let's see, is that Wellington? Yeah, here. Okay, it has a lot of bonds. This here's here's the difference. It's the size of the equity portfolio. This is what mm-hmm. this is where it probably will have the biggest beef. I knew it would be smaller. I did not realize that it was that much smaller. Do you know how many stocks are in Wellington? Seventy-two. Seventy-two. Do you know how many stocks are in the Vanguard Balanced Index? Three thousand six hundred and forty-nine. Three thousand. I'd switch. I'd switch. I'd absolutely switch. Matter of fact, what I probably do in this case uh, to maintain a similar. You you, you said you're fifty-fifty between the two. Fifty-fifty in some my largest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, between those two, what I would probably do is go about uh, 70 Wellington and about 30% Vanguard total bond index. Oh, okay. 70 Wellington or, or 30 total bond. Or, or, go fit, but, or go 50 with the Vanguard balanced index and keep your Wellesley. But I'd rather see you get, get better bond diversification, too. Um, but just, just what it's basically doing is it's taking your... You're 60. I wouldn't even be a, I don't even think it's a problem going okay. 60 or 100% in the Vanguard Hello? balanced index. Yeah, I don't know. I'd go, I'd just go 100% in the, in the balanced index. It's a whole lot easier and cheaper. Oh, there you go. Okay. okay. All right. If I wanted to reproduce yeah. the Wellington, if I wanted to reproduce the Wellington fund, Using index funds. <laughs> there what isn't would be one. That route to go? <laughs> there isn't one. Wellesley is so unique. 
Wellesley is a very unique fund. It would be hard to emulate. That's why I said Wellington is not unique, but Wellesley is unique in that it's high dividend paying stocks and bonds. So it's sort of a dividend uh, fund and and a bond fund combined in one, which is why I may leave that one alone. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. The real goal of this Real Money program is to help you live a really great life, much better life. Because if you have money and and you don't have to worry about what it's doing as much, you're going to find you're more secure, you're happier. Still, bad stuff's going to happen, but we're going to try to at least help you get the money part right so that you don't find yourself in some sort of future financial trouble. So um, give me a call, 855-935-TALK. Dwayne, you're up. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good afternoon. Hey, Dwayne. I um, I say I uh, like to know if you have an opinion on irre- irrevocable trust. An irrevocable trust. You got to tell me. I mean, I I have opinions. They make sense sometimes, and they don't make sense sometimes. <laughs> Why do you want an irrevocable trust? Um, long story short, is I have some assets. I have some small businesses. I'm selling one of my businesses. So it's got the, the federal tax, and then the, one business is in the state of Oregon, so it's going to have the Oregon capital gains there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking to have a couple homes. I'm going to sell one. In the next couple of years, it's going to have a significant capital gains. I'm going to max out our married capital gains exemption. So I'm looking okay. to uh, protect those uh, those monies. Okay. I, the, the thing, when you create an irrevocable trust, you are creating, in essence, you have kids? Do you have kids? Hello? Uh, yes, I do. Do I? Yeah. Okay. Hello? You're, 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 you're in a very different way creating a new person, just like you did with kids. You're creating a real live entity that gets taxed. Right as itself that has all of these right. sometimes wonderful rules and regulations built in but some but there will be some management costs ongoing uh to to, to the trust particularly after you're gone but it also allows you a great deal of control after you're gone they are not cheap yeah. they're but they're set up primarily to protect there, there are some tax advantages to it, but mainly it's to protect the estate and to dispose of the estate in a more, well, in a way that's more to your liking and is more efficient. And it What's avoids probate. So, pardon me? What, what is your definition of not cheap to manage? <laughs> well, it really depends on how complex the trust is. You're going to have to, I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I'm sorry, we're over talking. But um, is it is it ten thousand for a simple one, or a hundred thousand for a simple management? Uh, it's going to depend on the trust. This is the, the it 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 will probably be. Well, it, it it'll more likely be in the thousands than in the tens of thousands, for most. 
Okay. Uh, but it depends on the complexity of it. It depends on how much the, uh, the, the, the trustees are going to need to do while the trust is in place, who those trustees are. Usually the trustees, unless it's you, want to be compensated somehow. And then it's also about make, make, uh, taking care of the successor trustees and what is involved yeah. in that process. Because irrevocable trust can live on and on and on, almost in perpetuity. So who knows? This is this is where you need not just a a good uh, estate and trust attorney. You need a based on how complex it sounds like yours might be. You need an amazing one. You need somebody who's really good. Go out and interview a bunch of them. Thanks for your call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hi, everybody. I'm Don McDonald. This is Talking Real Money, the radio show that will become a podcast next week. And if you don't already... In addition to turning this show into a podcast, and I know you're already hearing it, but people around the world haven't heard it yet, and they'll hear it Monday and Tuesday. But in addition to this, Tom and I do about three others during the course of the week. So there are about five podcasts every week, Monday through Friday, and sometimes we throw some old ones that haven't been heard for many, many years up there, too. So there's always something new to listen to at uh, either at TalkingRealMoney.com or on your favorite podcast service. Plus, we now do videos. And we have been doing videos for, oh, gosh, how, you know, let me look. I'm going to go to YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, which is, of course, at YouTube. And how many videos do we have now? I just was curious, so I thought I would share this with you. Let's see. Oh, oh, we're getting close to a thousand subscribers. So uh, go subscribe. Let's see. Oh my gosh, we have a bunch. We have podcasts, video podcasts going back. We're almost at a year doing video podcasts. So there's there's one, almost one a week, maybe a little over one a week. So you can check out videos of us too at on YouTube or at TalkingRealMoney.com. And uh, let's see, anybody on the line at 855-935-TALK? Nope. So I've got questions that were sent in to TalkingRealMoney.com, and we have a bunch of those we need to get to, so this is good. This works out. Uh, this one asks, hi, I'm new to investing and would like to have 10% of my portfolio in a small cap value index fund. I still have at least 10 to 12 years until retirement. I've heard you mention how much you like AVUV. That's the Avantis small cap value fund. But I see the expense ratio is 0.25 and Vanguard's VSIAX has an expense ratio of 0.07. Should that make a difference? As I said earlier, when we were talking about Wellington and Wellesley, we are really quibbling at this point. The reason we like AVUV is because we believe, based on all of the incredible academic research done, on tons of evidence, that small cap, a small cap and a value tilt to your portfolio adds return and actually reduces volatility. I know that sounds weird, but it does because not every not every aspect of the market moves in lockstep, like I talked about at the beginning of the 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 last hour 
or Monday's podcast. The and it's very curious. AVUV is a much more aggressive portfolio. Much, much, much smaller. It's smaller, small, and it's more value oriented. It tilts way over to small in value, way over, like at the edge of the scale. Whereas Vanguard's small cap value is a true index. AVUV gets rid of, they, they lean more towards, they, they have rules that allow them to lean smaller and more value and not be in the larger, more growthy. That's the difference. And that difference has been very curious. AVUV does not have a lot of history. And I hate using short-term history numbers because I don't think they mean anything. And I am basically telling you that they don't mean anything right now. But because AVUV has only been around since 2020. But it is curious to look at their year-to-date performance. And don't use this as a to make a judgment. But they're only down... Only down, listen, for a fund this aggressive, they're only down about five and a half percent year to date. And that's a pretty aggressive portfolio. Compare that to Vanguard's small cap value index. It's down seven and a half. That could just be fluke. That could be a fluke. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is the AVUV does more of what you're trying to do, which is get that smaller and more value oriented tilt. And the expense ratio difference for 10% of your portfolio, pretty small, pretty darn small. I hope that answers that question. You can send in questions, too. You can send them in anytime. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com, and you can either type them up, or we prefer that you speak them, and we will answer those on future podcasts. Kind of forces you to listen to the podcast. I know. There's a method to our madness. But you can send in questions anytime they come to you, which is kind of nice. Because sometimes you think of stuff and you go, I don't know. Uh, Now, this next one is not a question, (laughs) but I felt the need to mention it. (laughs) Just because a few weeks ago we were talking about Tom was mad. Tom was mad because his flight got canceled on Alaska. And it was right after the Academy Awards slap. You remember that? When you were talking about slapping CEOs who cancel flights five hours beforehand, it made me think of something someone showed me a few months ago, and I thought I'd pass it along. Apparently, slapping is actually a sport in Russia. Yes, slapping is a sport in Russia. That was a video of somebody in Russia slapping somebody else. Wow. Strange sport. Uh, anyway, just want to show that 855-935-TALK is our number. Give us a call just like John did to kind of end the hour. I think, hi, John, welcome to talking real money. Hi there. Hey, I, hey I got, what's up? Uh, two questions. Okay. Uh, one, uh, my wife and I, we sold just recently sold a business. And so we're going to end up with 190,000 between a checking account and a savings account. And we're thinking we probably should do something different with, than have that money just sit there. Yeah. You mean making nothing? Yeah. Yeah, making yeah. money's better than yeah. not making money. Yeah. And so one of the guys at work turned me on to, you know, told me about the treasury bonds, the i-treasury bonds, and that they were offering 9% interest for yep. short-term bonds. Is that true? Mm, kind of. Not exactly. Let me explain. Uh, the treasury i-bonds are inflation bonds. 
And because there is inflation now, they actually have a yield. A little over a year ago, their yield was zero. Zero. Nothing. Uh, but now, as of May, it's going to be about 9.6 for six months. However, there's a catch. The catch is you must hold it for a year. And we don't know what the rate will be for the next six months. And the other catch is if you try to get out before five years, you'll pay a penalty of three months interest. And there's one more catch. You can only put $10,000 a piece in. Gotcha. Okay. For six months, you will get. Well, I don't really have one until we talk some more. What is this money for? What's the purpose of this $190,000? You know, part of it's just the everyday living expenses, you know, in our checking account. And the rest of it's just been, has just been sitting there. So, but, but, but. Of it uh, in the last week. Okay. But are you going to need this money to live on? Because that portion should stay. You know, then you should probably have a high yield savings account. Go to bankrate.com. You can find some good ones there for that. And then as for the money that's going to be longer term, you might really sit. You need a retirement plan. Is this going to go for retirement? You've got to invest it better. are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, we made it through that without too many glitches. And for uh, for all of you who are looking for better ways to invest your money for retirement, who are looking for ways to generate better income in retirement, or are looking for all kinds of advice on living better in retirement, come to RetireMeet. We're back live in Bellevue for the first time since 2020. 2020? Yeah, it was last time. And uh, tickets are on sale right now at retiremeet.com. You can attend the event in Bellevue in person, and uh, it's a great event. We've got some terrific people, or you can attend it virtually online. But either way, you need to sign up in advance. So go to retiremeet.com. That's retiremeet.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?